Section forty three of The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirlin. The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. Part two. Book the first. Chapter nine. Hate is as strong as love queen anne had several of these low voices about her bacchophedra was one besides the queen he secretly worked influenced and plotted upon lady josiana and lord david as we have said he whispered in three ears one more than donjon donjon whispered in but two in the days when thrusting himself between louis the fourteenth in love with henrietta his sister-in-law and henrietta in love with louis the fourteenth her brother-in-law he being louis secretary without the knowledge of henrietta and henrietta's without the knowledge of louis he wrote the questions and answers of both the love-making marionettes barkilphedro was so cheerful so accepting so incapable of taking up the defence of anybody possessing so little devotion at bottom so ugly so mischievous that it was quite natural that a regal personage should come to be unable to do without him once anne had tasted bacchophedro she would have no other flatterer he flattered her as they flattered louis the great by stinging her neighbours the king is being ignorant says madame de montchevreux one is obliged to mock at the servants to poison the sting from time to time is the acme of art nero loves to see locusta at work royal palaces are very easily entered these madrepores have a way in soon guessed at contrived examined and scooped out at need by the gnawing thing which is called the courtier a pretext to enter is sufficient barkilphedro having found this pretext his position with the queen soon became the same as with the duchess of josiana that of an indispensable domestic animal a witticism risked one day by him immediately led to his perfect understanding of the queen and how to estimate exactly her kindness of heart the queen was greatly attached to her lord steward william cavendish duke of devonshire who was a great fool this lord who had obtained every oxford degree and did not know how to spell one fine morning committed the folly of dying to die is a very imprudent thing at court for there is then no further restraint in speaking of you the queen in the presence of barkilphedro lamented the event finally exclaiming with a sigh it is a pity that so many virtues should have been born and served by so poor an intellect dieu veut avoir son âne whispered barkilphedro in a low voice and in french the queen smiled barkilphedro noted the smile his conclusion was that biting pleased free license had been given to his spite from that day he thrust his curiosity everywhere and his malignity with it he was given his way so much was he feared 
he who can make the king laugh makes the others tremble he was a powerful buffoon every day he worked his way forward underground barkilphedro became a necessity many great people honoured him with their confidence to the extent of charging him when they required him with their disgraceful commissions there are wheels within wheels at court barkilphedro became the motive power have you remarked in certain mechanisms the smallness of the motive wheel josiana in particular who as we have explained made use of barkilphedro's talents as a spy reposed such confidence in him that she had not hesitated to entrust him with one of the master-keys of her apartments by means of which he was able to enter them at any hour this excessive license of insight into private life was in fashion in the seventeenth century it was called giving the key josiana had given two of these confidential keys lord david had one barkilphedro the other however to enter straight into a bedchamber was in the old code of manners a thing not in the least out of the way thence resulted incidents la ferté suddenly drawing back the bed curtains of mademoiselle lafont found inside sanson the black musketeer etc etc barkilphedro excelled in making the cunning discoveries which placed the great in the power of the little his walk in the dark was winding soft clever like every perfect spy he was composed of the inclemency of the executioner and the patience of a micrograph he was a born courtier every courtier is a noctambulist the courtier prowls in the night which is called power he carries a dark lantern in his hand he lights up the spot he wishes and remains in darkness himself what he seeks with his lantern is not a man it is a fool what he finds is the king kings do not like to see those about them pretend to greatness irony aimed at any one except themselves has a charm for them the talent of barkilphedro consisted in a perpetual dwarfing of the peers and princes to the advantage of her majesty's stature thus increased in proportion the master-key held by barkilphedro was made with two sets of wards one at each end so as to open the inner apartments in both josiana's favourite residences hunkerville house in london corleone lodge at windsor these two houses were part of the clan charlie inheritance hunkerville house was close to oldgate oldgate was a gate of london which was entered by the harwich road and on which was displayed a statue of charles the second with a painted angel on his head and beneath his feet a carved lion and unicorn from hunkerville house in an easterly wind you heard the peals of st marylebone corleone lodge was a florentine palace of brick and stone with a marble colonnade built on pile-work at windsor at the head of the wooden bridge and having one of the finest courts in england in the latter place near windsor castle josiana was within the queen's reach nevertheless josiana liked it scarcely anything in appearance everything in the route 
such was the influence of Barkilphedro over the queen there is nothing more difficult than to drag up these bad grasses of the court they can take a deep root and offer no hold above the surface to root out a roquelaure a triboulet or a brummel is almost impossible from day to day and more and more did the queen take barkilphedro into her good graces sarah jennings is famous barkilphedro is unknown his existence remains ignored the name of barkilphedro has not reached as far as history all the moles are not caught by the mole trapper barkilphedro once a candidate for orders had studied a little of everything skimming all things leaves naught for result one may be victim of the omnis res scibilis having the vessel of the danaids in one's head is the misfortune of a whole race of learned men who may be termed the sterile what barkilphedro had put in his brain had left it empty the mind like nature abhors vacuum into emptiness nature puts love the mind often puts hate hate occupies hate for hate's sake exists art for art's sake exists in nature more than is believed a man hates he must do something gratuitous hate formidable word it means hate which is itself its own payment the bear lives by licking his claws not indefinitely of course the claws must be revictualled something must be put under them hate indistinct is sweet and suffices for a time but one must end by having an object an animosity diffused over creation is exhausting like every solitary pleasure hate without an object is like a shooting match without a target what lends interest to the game is a heart to be pierced one cannot hate solely for honour some seasoning is necessary a man a woman somebody to destroy this service of making the game interesting of offering an end of throwing passion into hate by fixing it on an object of amusing the hunter by the sight of his living prey giving the watcher the hope of the smoking and boiling blood about to flow of amusing the bird-catcher by the credulity of the uselessly winged lark of being a victim unknowingly reared for murder by a master-mind all this exquisite and horrible service of which the person rendering it is unconscious josiana rendered barkilphedro thought is a projectile Barkilphedro had from the first day begun to aim at josiana the evil intentions which were in his mind an intention and a carbine are alike Barkilphedro aimed at josiana directing against the duchess all his secret malice that astonishes you what has the bird done at which you fire you want to eat it you say and so it was with Barkilphedro josiana could not be struck in the heart the spot where the enigma lies is hard to wound but she could be struck in the head that is in her pride it was there that she thought herself strong and that she was weak barkilphedro had found it out 
if josiana had been able to see clearly through the night of barkilphedro if she had been able to distinguish what lay in ambush behind his smile that proud woman so highly situated would have trembled fortunately for the tranquillity of her sleep she was in complete ignorance of what was in the man the unexpected spreads one knows not winds the profound depths of life are dangerous there is no small hate hate is always enormous it preserves its stature in the smallest being and remains a monster an elephant hated by a worm is in danger even before he struck barkilphedro felt with joy the foretaste of the evil action which he was about to commit he did not as yet know what he was going to do to josiana but he had made up his mind to do something to have come to this decision was a great step taken to crush josiana utterly would have been too great a triumph he did not hope for so much but to humiliate her lessen her bring her grief redden her proud eyes with tears of rage what a success he counted on it tenacious diligent faithful to the torment of his neighbour not to be torn from his purpose nature had not formed him for nothing he well understood how to find the flaw in josiana's golden armour and how to make the blood of that olympian flow what benefit we ask again would accrue him in so doing an immense benefit doing evil to one who had done good to him what is an envious man an ungrateful one he hates the light which lights and warms him zoilus hated that benefit to man homer to inflict on josiana what would nowadays be called vivisection to place her all convulsed on his anatomical table to dissect her alive at his leisure in some surgery to cut her up as an amateur while she should scream this dream delighted barkilphedro to arrive at this result it was necessary to suffer somewhat himself he did so willingly we may pinch ourselves with our own pincers the knife as it shuts cuts our own fingers what does it matter that he should partake of josiana's torture was a matter of little moment the executioner handling the red-hot iron when about to brand a prisoner takes no heed of a little burn because another suffers much he suffers nothing to see the victim's writhings takes all pain from the inflictor do harm whatever happens to plan evil for others is mingled with an acceptance of some hazy responsibility we risk ourselves in the danger which we impel towards another because the chain of events sometimes of course brings unexpected accidents this does not stop the man who is truly malicious he feels as much joy as the patient suffers agony he is tickled by the laceration of the victim the malicious man blooms in hideous joy pain reflects itself on him in a sense of welfare the duke of alva used to warm his hands at the stake the pile was torture the reflection of it pleasure that such transpositions should be possible makes one shudder our dark side is unfathomable 
supplice exquis exquisite torture the expression is in baudin has perhaps this terrible triple sense search for the torture suffering of the tortured delight of the torturer ambition appetite all such words signified some one sacrificed to some one satiated it is sad that hope should be wicked is it that the outpourings of our wishes flow naturally to the direction to which we most incline that of evil one of the hardest labours of the just man is to expunge from his soul a malevolence which it is difficult to face in the completely wicked man this exists in hideous perfection so much the worse for others signifies so much the better for himself the shadows of the caverns of a man's mind josiana in a plenitude of security the fruit of ignorant pride had a contempt for all danger the feminine faculty of disdain is extraordinary josiana's disdain unreasoning involuntary and confident Buckelfedra was to her so contemptible that she would have been astonished had any one remarked to her that such a creature existed she went and came and laughed before this man who was looking at her with evil eyes thoughtful he bided his time in proportion as he waited his determination to cast a despair into this woman's life augmented inexorable high tide of malice in the meantime he gave himself excellent reasons for his determination it must not be thought that scoundrels are deficient in self-esteem they enter into details with themselves in their lofty monologues and they take matters with a high hand how this josiana had bestowed charity on him he had thrown some crumbs of her enormous wealth to him as to a beggar she had nailed and riveted him to an office which was unworthy of him yes that he barkilphedro almost a clergyman of varied and profound talent a learned man with the material in him for a bishop should have for employ the registration of nasty patients trying shards that he should have to pass his life in the garret of a register office gravely uncorking stupid bottles encrusted with all the nastiness of the sea deciphering musty parchments like filthy conjuring books dirty wills and other illegible stuff of the kind was the fault of this josiana worst of all this creature thee'd and thou'd him and he should not revenge himself he should not punish such conduct well in that case there would no longer be justice on earth End of section forty three